At 100, we do the cold plunge. At 500, Juan and Phil make out. How at, about you make out with Phil? At, you know what? How about this? We'll, we'll, we'll work our way up. At 100, Juan makes out with me. At 200, <laughs> no, we're getting way down. I'm good, bro. I'm at good. 300, Leo like makes out with me. And at 500, we all kiss at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you guys are gonna you I'm fucking cloud chasing good. whores are gonna like end up at like a circle jerk kiss. at the end of this. Four way kiss. <laughs> All hey, four of us at the same time just quick Yeah. This wouldn't I'm be possible it. without any of you guys at home. Thank you so much. <laughs> Let's give the people what they want. This is this is, I, I don't I, think I, anybody I like wants them. to see that. To be honest, you'd be surprised. Honestly, I think we just went up four subscribers. Those big YouTubers, you know, they forget about their subscribers. Not us. We're gonna personally kiss Not them. Not us. <laughs> put them at the forefront. We're gonna personally give you hepatitis. Not like a whole make. I was thinking of. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. A token of appreciation. Just a, and then you say, thank you. Just a small town <laughs> kissing booth. And then you pass yeah, along. Dude, we're, not doing, we're not weird. What the fuck? Yeah. What is this? Luis's dad. You. Thank you for subscribing. <laughs> he he turns the cheek, you turn his head back. Now lift him lift, motherfucker. No, bro, come over here. Let me show you how much I appreciate the mom. It's like, bro, give me a little tongue, bro. Welcome to Bro Taste This. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to another exciting episode of the VYV podcast. We break down food, wine news, and a childhood trauma. I'm Luis Pablo. Joining me today, Philip Golden Corral, Juan Legend, and Leo in the South Wisconsin BTT studio. Today on the docket, we have some news about is the food industry dying as we know it? Are some of our internet celebrities scumbags? And we're going to help Juan create his new drink list. So cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. cheers. Oh, you got a, you got a little glass yourself? Hell yeah. yeah. What is that, cranberry juice? We're drinking the exact same wine. Lioness. This is delicious. And that oh, wine wow, for is... today is Balero. Uh, Balero. Barolo. 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 Like Rolo. Oh. And uh, cheers to everyone drinking at home as well. Uh-huh. Wine, water. This particular one is called Albe. Um, it's a Barolo variety. It's produced by G. D. Vajra, which is again G D and V A G R A. I mean, it's just right off the bat, by looking at this bottle, it's you can a, tell it's artistic. It's got a nice, beautiful layout to it, right? Very, very nice. And that's just the bottle. That's just the outside. Now, once we dig into the inside, woo! It's like a slip and slide down your mouth. A slip and slide of pleasure. Just the smells of it. Well, this smells like dishwater, but if you <laughs> if you move it around, if I had a clean glass, it would smell differently. <laughs> you gotta look at the if way. I had a soapy, scummy glass, <laughs> this would smell a lot better. <laughs> bro, are you okay, Luis? You're like puking over there, bro. He got the wrong dish soap. Should we call Adriana to check up on you, bro? What is wrong with you? There is a sparkling water on the kitchen table. That I thought was so good, and uh, it was not. Oh no! Sparkling water made you have that reaction. <laughs> hey, dude, it was stale. Dude, it's rancid. It yeah. tastes so bad. Did you leave it there for two months? <laughs> I think it was there for overnight, and I don't know what. 
God damn, bro. <laughs> What the fuck? How does sparkling water yeah. go bad? Does it oh just go God, flat? Oh my God, it goes flat. It just becomes water. <laughs> yeah, it just becomes water, you fucking baby. This is so bad. Dude, we're using this video and making fun of you. <laughs> People need to know how sensitive our little baby diva queen is over here. Hey, he's got a he's got an upset stomach, all right? We've all oh been there. God. He's got a sensitive stomach. What's it fla- bro, what's he's it? got a IBS, bro. He's, he's got, got IBS. IBS. He's got IBS? What flavor was it? Maybe maybe that's the Was the it issue. coconut? Uh, Did it taste no, like it copper tone? Strawberry strawberry. No, can you not see it? No, it's a little close. Strawberry something. Oh, the the carbon guava. Oh, that sounds delicious. Maybe it was something else. Take another drink. Yeah, take it again. <laughs> <laughs> take another drink, bro. I, Just try to I confirm it. Sip, I think I will throw up. So let's not do that. <laughs> You're almost there right now. <laughs> yeah. I I seriously thought I was going to throw up. I'm like, "Oh, it's not." All right, let's break down this wine, though, boys. That was a oh, little, yeah, please, that was a beautiful please. little distraction. Yeah, that, that cheered me up a little bit. No offense. Yeah, Philip, what did you think that tasted like? Uh, definitely better than strawberry guava. I'll tell you that just by the reaction of our co-host Luis. Uh, this particular Abel from Balero is. Uh, I do like the, the the taste of it being very cherry. It's juicy to your mouth, so like it doesn't really really leave your mouth dry, right? But it leaves it wet with like nice notes of cherry. Some nice notes of like palm, maybe. It's in that berry family, as opposed to like Fair. that dry grape. Yeah, know? like like um, looking at the wine, you're expecting it to taste like that, like raspberries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's a very light, um, beautiful like garnet color, but you can oh, see yeah. through the outside pretty easily. You can basically see through the center of it. It doesn't have like a lot of purple or dark colors in there. Almost just a beautiful light red. Um, mm-hmm. but what I was going to say it tasted like was like, to me, it tastes like pink peppercorn and hibiscus. Like it's hibiscus. earthy, bro. It's earthy. It's like, it, to me, it's not, it's like very earthy for like a light bodied red and it's acidic, nice. just like a hibiscus tea would be. Mm-hmm. Interesting note about this one. This was voted uh, the 48th out of a hundred wines in 2019. By wine spectator. Yeah. And, uh, that's essentially another Jeff Bezos hedge fund. So. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Save that for the new section. <laughs> there you go. Nice but, job. But it, this is a really good wine. I would have to recommend this. This is a, a another uh, delicious red blend. Again, that's called Albe. Uh, it's a Barolo by G.D. Vajra. Leo, being our novice wine drinker, what did you think about it? Well, uh, this one I really like because some wines are like really bitter or some are like super sweet. But this one's like right down the middle. Yeah. Where I was like, it's very light and approachable, and right? And the most sips I take, the better it gets. I'm like, oh, it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's like a certain vinegariness to it about it. What, what type like, of grapes is this? Like a really good balsamic. This is a nu- Nubian grapes? Or um, I, I believe that Barolos are a um, a regional blend. So I couldn't tell you what the grape varietals are in that. I would have mm-hmm. to look it up. Oh, yeah. But it's like usually a mix of like three or a few different number of like red grapes that's usually how the italian varietals go right luis you being more of our italian expert i'm sorry could you repeat that one more time like with the first part uh, we were talking about how italian um, varietals are usually like a blend of a few different grapes like barolo tuscans um stuff like that 
I was trying to pull up the wine, but I couldn't find it because I couldn't find the exact name. But essentially, there is it comes down to like four different grapes. Like your, um, I really let me look it up. Yeah, what, what would you think is in a Barolo no. blend? A Barolo, it's typically the. Um, and you can look it up. We can yeah. talk over here about it. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Leo's totally right. Super light. Um, I bet this would be great with, like, a a light, um, maybe like a pork, you know, maybe like a salmon. This would be amazing yeah. with a salmon. De- definitely something from the new world as opposed to the old world. <laughs> I would definitely pair that with something. Yeah, of course, of course. Definitely. Great. Definitely not some European food. That's old world yeah. food. That's old yeah, world, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You need spice in there. Yeah. Maybe a good corn dog. Yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Something that's been go. processed three times. Something with spam. <laughs> that gives it a new taste. Yeah, and they say that some Ameri- spam sushi. Americans don't know what good food is, and we're exporting corn dogs, Oreos. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, Europe should take a lesson from us. Yeah. Yeah, damn right. Take a lesson from the number one. Dude, funny enough, like speaking about like good food and shit like that. What's up, man? Um, so this weekend, I had the pleasure of going to some of the best restaurants I've ever had in my life. Oh, was it up in Madison? In Chicago. In chi- of course, oh, in Chicago. Of course, because that's where the big ballers in the Midwest hang out. People say it's chi- Chicago is like a suburb. Chi- Chicago is a Paris of the Midwest, bro. What can you say? Chicago is a suburb of Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> that is what people say. The six million people in Chicago are the suburb to the 500,000 uh, city, of course. But um, <laughs> point is, uh, it was my birthday, so I got taken out um, to a quite literally a Michelin starred uh, awarded place. It's the first time I've ever been to a place like that. Oh, you went to Salt Bay's restaurant? I, uh, I went to uh, <laughs> Zuko uh, in Chicago, which is a flagship to the person who um, our interviewee, Abel Rosas, was like gushing about for half the episode. Uh, Carlos Gaitan, his like flagship restaurant, which is the most awarded Mexican chef of all time, and it was fucking delicious. Like me, um, my wife, and like a few friends were there, and it was amazing, dude. Like, mm-hmm. like the the everything from the drinks, which were like obviously like super Mexican, um, to the cocktail or to the food, which was also like. You you never had to have um, felt that you had to add lime salt or salsa to anything. Everything came already like at a perfectly seasoned, well level, like good spice level, good acid, good salt. Like you didn't have to touch anything. It's already curated yeah. for the best optimal it pleasure. Was fucking dope, guys. Um, after that. Like, you know, I had a great time with my family, like went out dancing after that, like well, this hey, and that. Congratulations on uh, the big uh, what are you now? Twenty eight, twenty nine? 27 27 what's up you're over the hills now damn right it's uh, damn right i'm i'm uh, not going back i'm almost there with luis over the hill over the hill but uh luis is six feet under at this point beyond beyond that dude um that we, we also uh like not too long ago took a recent uh work trip as well where um i got the chance to go to the some of the best bars like in the world um, that are here in the Midwest. No uh, shit. Which one of them um, being like the aviary or the office at the aviary, which is a Grant Ashaz bar, who's a Michelin star winning chef. Uh, he has like shit on Netflix about him. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, like he's he's a Michelin star winning chef. He's, he's one of the best of the best. And he created a cocktail bar. Mm. And I went to that cocktail bar 
uh, that being the office. Um, but like one of the coolest things about that place, dude, I got to taste uh, shark. It's called the office, you said? The office. They have two bars, right? Oy, oy. One is called the aviary, um, where they literally have like like a team of like eight bartenders taking care of like a 50 seating area just because those eight bartenders are like making these syrups and like everything that needs to get made to order like they're basically they're, like there they call their bartenders bar chefs because they're like uh-huh. they're dressed up like chefs Farm to table yeah and you thing. can like see into like there's a window from the outside mm-hmm. where you can see inside like i highly recommend anybody who's like into really like uh wow worthy drinks where like you see it and it looks fascinating when it's in an odd receptacle there's fo- there's fancy foams there's fancy like dry ice shit like that but it that, also serves a purpose it's not yes, just a spectacle exactly right? um okay. and like everything's everything's been layered like this has been infused like three different times this and that like everything has like a purpose um but there that place i i got the chance to taste um they have a speakeasy more classic style bar and that's where we were hanging out I got the chance to taste uh, this green chartreuse from like the 1950s. Damn. Yeah, uh, and that particular green chartreuse um, at that point like becomes like a sippable, like cordial, like liqueur, like Grand Marnier or something like that. Like a nice sipping. Yeah, a nice, nice like sipping beautiful sipping spirit. But it was still like 60 percent alcohol, 70 percent alcohol. But it had like oh, zero wow. bite, like zero bite. Um, it, it just you just tasted like this beautiful bouquet of like minty like deliciousness and like like sweet lime. kind of a thing yeah, or a little like... juniper a little vanilla dude Ooh. it was so fucking good um, now, but so, quick question so restaurants they have a michelin star rating right that's like the best of the best right so what do bars have do they have like a like a like a bar spoon rating, i, be- or like, what's I the believe best? it's james beard uh awards did you ask if those are bar spoons? <laughs> like, how Dude. many Bud Lights did they get? <laughs> <laughs> how many Bud Lights do you get a year for the best cocktails in the world? <laughs> I, I'm not too sure what the metric system is over there, but uh, um, I'm not sure that there is like a direct equivalent. But mm-hmm. I saw that the the one of the bars that we went to uh, was like a five time James Beard Award winning uh, uh, cocktail uh, cocktail bar. So I know that that's also like I've heard of that name and that prize a lot, um, and I know that that's also like one that's given not the same as Michelin star, but like mm-hmm. it's given to re- very respectable establishments. A James Beard would be the equivalent of like a Gordon Ramsay, or maybe like a, yeah, a Bobby McFlay. I would hate yeah, maybe I, I'm not too positive on who that particular person is, but but like the hopefully he's the, a good guy. The place that I went to like or a good person again is like known as one of the best bars in the world again with the death and company one milk and honey like they they come from like the same umbrella of like five employees this is like the ivy league of bars yeah literally exactly like that's 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 the feeling you get when you're there it's it's pretty badass you learn you learn i like i got the chance and for the viewers at home that are intrigued and hanging by the edge of the seat on this this is called the avery in chicago right the aviary and then also the violet hour the violet hour okay I like the name. Which one's the one that has Both the of them? Some of the best bars in Chicago. Like which pe- one has the bars that uh, people can like view? That, That's like, the aviary. aviary. Mm-hmm. That sounds really nice. Though. That place. I'm telling you, it has like like a team of bar chefs right there at all times, looking like chefs, dude. Damn. And then like you get one proper bartender, and he's delivering like a lot of the products that they're creating but it, it's an incredible operation and and so that's their upstairs that's not where we actually viewed because um they had already taken a scouting trip there but we went to the office 
But uh, moving on from that, though, what else? What else do we have on the docket today, boys? Well, I mean, before we move further, uh, would you recommend this wine to anybody else? I mean, because this is a, a baller wine. It's very light. It's very. Uh, it's like adult grape juice. I I could be at yeah. a fire and just yeah. passes around. This uh, it almost tastes like cranberry juice to me too. Yeah. Yeah, it's like acidic, easy to drink. Um, yeah, just super easy to drink. I would definitely recommend it. I'd give this four four out of five. Fuck yeah. It, it's not as good as Portlandia. That's that one knocked my dick in the dirt. So, that one was pretty good. Yeah. And it had a big foot too. Yeah. Yes, it did. Dude, that one was amazing. One last question, Phil. Um what's up, my brother? Before we move on from Chicago, have you ever been to Gibson's? Is this, that the guitar what? place? No, Gibson's is is like the Chicago steakhouse. steakhouse like that's supposed to be like amazing. I've been to Smith and Walensky. Okay. But not Gibson's though. Okay. Smith and Walensky's closing. I don't know if you heard. Oh, what? Yeah, they're closing. Um, I think they are. I don't want to misspeak. Leo. Because I, I have walked by there once or twice, and it says it's closing. By God, I'm so sad. Or I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I hope I'm not misspeaking. But what I was going to say The person is, I lost my virginity to, I took them out to the stake there. <laughs> what I was going to say What was the name? Smith, Smith and Walensky. Walensky. It's, it's like a prestigious chain restaurant at this point. Um, Look up if it's closing. But what I was gonna say was, What's up, bro, man? you if if you were a fan of that place, mm-hmm. you gotta go to Gibson's, Gibson's. bro. I literally, Gibson's. I literally, I literally had the best uh, crab cakes I've ever had and the best shrimp cocktail I've ever had. Bro, crab like, cakes hit or miss because if you get the wrong kind of batch of crab cakes, your ass is sitting in the toilet for a couple of hours. A couple well, of hours. Luckily for me, I didn't get that. So, oh, oh see, I, I told you that's Walensky's Grill, though. Is it the same thing? I don't no. think so. Oh, no, wait. it is. Smith and Balesky is the ultimate city known as... It yeah. is. Yeah, primarily close. <sighs> Told you. Damn it. This well, that brings us to the subject. Luis. That's so sad. Is fine dining over. Noma, uh, Smith and Walensky. What's going on? That's so sad. I don't think it's over. I just think that it's changing. And okay, I think times. that the appeal of fine dining is kind of waning to a sense, um, that idea of enjoying a five course meal. And it's also become a lot more niche. Like I think people enjoy the fast casual aspect way more now and just kind of like a quick, um, like, Oh, this place is really good. They have a really good fried chicken sandwich. You know what I mean? I think people want that way more than they would like a $300 meal, right? So the reason we're bringing this up is because Noma in uh, Copenhagen is closing and Noma is actually one of like the most regarded and revered restaurants in the world. Um, Numerous awards, you know, you guys talked about Mission of the Stars earlier, you know, obviously that one. Uh, I think it got three, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, It was opened in 2003 by Klaus Meyer and Red Zizepi and uh, kind of pioneered a style of uh, cooking which became known as a new nordic so relying on local ingredients um, they were like forage ingredients from the woods right yeah exactly and they were like really big on netflix as well like when netflix first started as a company they were like some Um, of like the first uh restaurants they would highlight on there yeah and for like numerous years it kept being on like world's 50 best restaurants and very often being in like the top 10 it was always um, like a race between Noma and El Bulli in Spain. Like those El, two, El those Bulli. two were always like the best restaurants in the world. Yeah, and it's a uh, so the the statement that they put out was uh, to continue being Noma. Um, 
Winter 2024 will be the last season of Noma as we know it. So a couple more years to to go. But I mean, the reason I saw this article, first of all, is because uh, um, we talked about it briefly earlier, but uh, Abel Rosas from Elena Home Catering, uh, he shared it. And so I, you know, took a gambler at it and read the whole thing. Uh, it's on bonappetit.com. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, you know, we talked about this a couple months ago when we read uh, Corey Mintz's book, but like the tweezer dining and cooking style, like the fact that they were using stage and like not paying them. And a lot of interns came out and said like the, the workplace was shit. There are actually um, allegations that they were forced outside in the cold rain to do some like meaningless task. And the chef was like, no, 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 like it wasn't like that. And of course they don't pay the stages. They just say like, you're being paid an experience. So like this, and also like, the food costs going higher and like mm. how things are waning. I don't think that we'll see places like this continue to be so prominent as much. I think we're going to see a lot more places kind of like um, Roy Coy and like, you know, these pioneers of like transforming three little and, pigs like, in Chicago. Yeah. Which is know, just like, like bao buns. Yeah. 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 Like combining combining food cuisines together and just like making something different and making it a little bit more accessible, you know? Right. A little and bit more like mid tier. Yeah, exactly. I worked for a Michelin Star Chef, um, mm-hmm. who actually came from France and um you can see the pain that they take in every day, right? When they're like using these tweezers and adding little flowers to the to the dish. To- and like it's cool, but it's an experience. It's not like like how many times do you want to go do that? You know what I mean? Like yeah. once a year, I, once I, in a I lifetime. Was, can I uh, ask you? Like, can I offer like an alternative to you guys and get your opinion on it? What's up? What if? Because um, you know, like being a foodie myself, mm. uh, like I get the sense that a lot of people are um, exp- like much more into ethnic food than they have ever before and that like the average american palate is becoming much used to or much more used to um like spices used in every layer of cooking and intense flavors and like zippiness and like acid like like heat um things like that which are not very prominent in like standard fine dining um like french and italian french italian exactly and i think that like people are because like as a foodie myself and i've had this talk with my wife we we will take a fancy japanese place or a fancy peruvian place over a steakhouse like it, it like yeah like i think uh food trends have moved on from salt and pepper on a steak like we, which we were just talking about, like a fancy steak and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I think food trends have moved on from that, and like they're much more into Asian cooking, South American cooking, Southeast Asian cooking, like Middle Eastern cooking, which like didn't always used to be readily accessible. Mm-hmm. And now that people have the options, like they're much less about. Oh well, this looks amazing. It looks like a Mona Lisa. But it still tastes like a lemon butter sauce. You know what I mean? I feel like there's a lot of components that, because that that is the truth. But I mean, if you look at the overlay layout, it's because the steakhouses don't change. That's what's really holding them back. Because they're like a reputable place. Like you know, a steakhouse is going to be a steakhouse. It's yeah, always a safe bet. Yeah, because the steakhouse is like, like 
They're going to do shrimp. They're going to do asparagus. They're going to do mashed potatoes. They're going to hand you butter that looks no- like ice nothing cream? Nothing of it is reinvented. Like, it's all the classics, and, like, that's that's their their Bro, area. on a serious note, how many times did you bite into the butter? Like, oh, this is free ice cream? Hell yeah. It comes out so nice. Like, it's got, like, little circles Let's in not it. get distracted, though. What did you think about that, Luis? Well, I mean, to add to that, I think these Peruvian ethnic places are, like, in demand because, like, it's no longer that... Frank Sinatra, smooth jazz, ambiance of a steakhouse. It's like the uplifting. It's a mystery. It's an adventure. You're not going to know, if, like, is this going to give me diarrhea? <laughs> is this going to, like, be my new staple, like, to tell my friends? I love curry. And there's this Thai place in Rockford. I love taking people there. It's much more uh, exotic and spices. So, like, I, I, you know, and their music is pretty good. Well, also, uh, Mexican food is the fastest growing, like, food all around the world like everywhere have you guys ever seen the show uh, taco chronicles uh, on netflix, netflix? yeah like good show. when they first said that in the u.s we consume more salsa than ketchup that caught me off guard like here what in the, the u.s hell? we consume more salsa than ketchup like and also i think it's more like our our generation type of thing mm-hmm. people our generation don't really go find dining they rather see something on like instagram be like oh that looks cool and then go there and like yeah. how many like michelin star restaurants do you see like do a lot of like online but most people would be like you can tell people like oh there's this really good food truck and they'd rather go there than like a fine dining 100 100 percent. it's like all right because like it's cheap it's quick and it's like super good something they haven't tried before and they're not gonna go to like a super nice restaurant sit down when like they get the food from the food truck and go on with their day and, and that mm-hmm. food is usually much more accessible and much more of the everyday man food you yeah, know that's like, true whether that be like uh sarape or like anything like that an empanada, you know, like, uh, like corn, a, a sushi roll, things that people in Japan Dude, are I've eating. I've seen, like, countless food trucks that would, like, move out to Vegas all of a sudden. They'd get famous, and they just, like, sold out every night. And they they, they make a nice living because, like, <laughs> Dude, it's, like, so popular. Like, you literally do good advertisement. You get good food, and people will keep coming and coming and coming. And in Wisconsin, I think in the Madison area, there's a grilled cheese truck. That's like very popular. That like whenever it pops out at a park. Oh yeah, yeah, right. I can't remember what the name is. Yeah, but, but uh, like, Luis, you, you, what what were your thoughts on on our overall thoughts over here? Uh, there was a lot. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, at, is there you, something specific? I mean, the beginning uh, of it. Like, do you think that like the average American palate is just kind of moving on from salt and pepper on a fancy dry aged steak? Because so let me try so. to let me try to comment on. Mm-hmm. Everything that everyone said. Uh, everything, everything, uh, everywhere at once. Yeah. Uh, Melted <laughs> is the place called. I don't know. The Melted Cheese Place. Uh, oh, Fondue or whatever Rev it's called? Cater in Madison, Wisconsin. Maybe that's what it's called. Melted. Melted Craft Grilled Cheese. Uh, okay. Let me try to answer everyone's point and try to... So to Leo's point, yes, uh, Mexican food is growing. I think that's definitely because of like the a large amount of Mexican culture and Hispanic culture here in America. So, you know, how many Mexican first and second generation are in America and like also how accessible is that food? You know what I mean? Like the amount of immigrants that came here and opened up a restaurant and now like salsa is almost like expected at any Mexican restaurant you go. So I can see that makes sense to me Um, to highlight your point and Phil's point to an extent, like it is a lot easier to access that quick food. And it's also like you got to remember like at the bottom line it's less expensive right like it's less expensive to go get a fucking taco in a sandwich 
that's like a Cubano or like a Quesa Birria Taco. Like all that is way more easy to enjoy and also like going to cost you 15 bucks, 30 bucks if you're dining with somebody else. So I think that's what it really comes down to. I think the the higher food cost, all that, like mm-hmm. it, it fucking adds up. You know what I mean? Dude, that wasn't my point at all, homie. No, I, I think that, well, they I, kind of like ties in with like what Leo was saying. I think that's a really valid point how like Mexican culture is really booming because like in, in Japan, there's a whole like cholo culture. For real, if you look this up in Vice, you think they're responsible for uh, all the Mexican food over there? Well, if you also think about it, in the Philippines, there's like a bunch of like Mexican like last names like Rodriguez. Yeah, those are the Spaniards. Spaniards. <laughs> yeah, colonialize them. And what is Spaniards? That has nothing eat? to do with Spanish. Don't, don't they food. eat tacos? No, they don't. They don't eat tacos. They hate uh, spiciness. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, a lot of I feel like that's racist. Like no, I feel like you thinking that somehow Mexicans has anything to do with uh, the Philippines is racist. Though. Well, okay, well, Japan though, that's definitely because I don't think Spaniards yeah. are doing cholo. They're not dressing up like you know. No, all I'm saying is that like that's a real thing. That like when people go out to eat like fancy food now, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm saying as somebody who goes out to eat like at these places, like. We don't like you. Don't think about a fucking steakhouse anymore. Like you don't think about oh, let me go get like the fanciest version of spaghetti and meatballs or um, chicken piccata, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like now you're just like I want to go search for the best ceviche, the best Asian food I can. Like, like yeah, I think there's it's, definitely. It's, a, it's it, I just feel like it's now. a lot more. It's just leaning a lot more that way. Like the, the corporate steakhouse right, is always going to be a staple because it's. I'm not talking about a corporate steakhouse. I'm talking about well, Gibson's, Smith and Walensky. Yeah, like, all of those like Chicago steakhouse like crown oh, jewels. Yeah, and they're like, closing down. Of course. Yeah, yeah, like because they're closing down to places like Zuko, Tanta, mm-hmm. like all these places in Chicago that are Peruvian, Mexican, Asian. Chinatown is full of like so many amazing restaurants. Like it's it. You, like we were just there we we had a hard time deciding on which place to go to because like it was like the place went to had really good dumplings yeah it was oh, amazing nice. like that, that's my point that like Fogo de Chao. Yeah, yeah yeah that too can't forget like, that yeah can't forget that Brazilian steakhouse really for 50 bucks bro dude take, like take me back dude, dude take me what's back. up dude but I mean I, I find like, I, I'm is, not even talking about accessibility mid-tier is mid-tier mm. but like the expensive places when people are gonna pay out a dime and a leg like mm-hmm. they yeah. want they don't just want to hear salt and pepper like people oh. have outgrown salt and pepper like you better bring some exotic ass french food some exotic ass italian food if it's gonna be of that cuisine but some steakhouses do serve some nice french like frog legs yeah exactly you bet like i better you better give me some delicious escargot mm. oh, like yeah. you better give me some keep talking the most yeah. delicious coca vin i've ever had you know like coca what coca vin oh <laughs> like come on now um but you know let's let's uh let's move on from food here yeah, fine dining is dying and ethnic dining is rising let's get it <laughs> i like that a lot on to more things that are uh, dying but uh, I'd like to kind of move move it along um, into something a little bit more positive. Speaking of diversity, who who raise your hand if you love coffee, huh? Me, this guy right here, yeah. um, dude. I fucking love coffee. I don't know why, but uh, we probably could have talked about that up top. I have faces. We're talking about it now. I only like yeah. iced coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, all kinds of coffee is cool. Um, yeah, man. I uh, I think before we talk about coffee, let's talk about um, what's up, my man. Uh, 
TikTok is starting to get, uh, you know, a lot more lookings into, you know, I think this is interesting because uh, our own, you know, our favorite uh, representative of Wisconsin, Mike Gallagher, likened TikTok to digital fentanyl. And so, you know, yep. I don't know what you guys think about it. I'd like to get your opinion. You know, does TikTok deserve to be banned nationwide? Dude, it if be TikTok's fentanyl, I got to start using TikTok more. <laughs> if it makes you feel that good. Yeah, goddamn. Well, cool, yeah. I've been holding off, but there's got to be shit. S- don't threaten me with a good time. There's got to be some like truth or positivity to it, to a reason why we're we're trying to like ease off TikTok. If well, you look to like Silicon Valley, those people that like design our phones, software engineers, don't allow their children to be on the phones because this is roster minds. Yeah, but TikTok isn't getting banned because of that. They don't care how addictive it is. It's getting banned because it's owned it's by China. China. Oh, China. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, so, so, so the interesting fact, India banned TikTok like a year ago, I believe. Mm-hmm. And within weeks, they had an Indian alternative with similar uh, like patterns. Like, that way, the Indian government could have, benefit from that. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't the government. It was just some private like company. Yeah. Like, I mean, we already have American alternatives with uh, Instagram Reels, Facebook Reels. Yeah, um, it's getting YouTube there for shorts. sure. Yeah, YouTube Shorts. And so yeah. those are starting yeah. to like, pop up more and more. But then, you know, like... Yeah, you're talking. Mike Gallagher saying is saying like, uh, oh, the CCP could essentially push anything that they deem fit and like try to brainwash the, I you know the the mindsets of like young Americans and it's like, yeah, but isn't that what you're trying to do too? Like, I like yeah, to an extent, I, I think TikTok should definitely get more looked into because of you know a couple of months ago they they released uh, how much it tracks the activity of your other apps and how you use those compared to. You know, your Instagrams, your Facebooks, your YouTube. But, no, I mean, I, I think it was interesting just because of our own Wisconsin representative. I think another... Uh, another well, Tony Evers, didn't he just vote the beginning of this year if you work for the Wisconsin government, you can't have TikTok on your phone? Oh, the, yeah. If you're a federal yeah. employee, you can't have it on exactly. your phone. Exactly. Wisconsin and, like, the White House. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. any government employee can't have any TikTok on any government device. That's what I was going to say, phone. like... Like, on a worst-case scenario, like, the doomsayers are, like, if they're right, it's a fucking, like, spyware that you that you put on because it's, like, entertaining enough. And, like, it's probably sending mm-hmm. some sort of, like, mass, uh, like, metadata back to China and the CCP and, like, telling them about American consumers. They like this or they like that. So maybe shift your factories to produce this or that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the algorithm that's so addictive to it. Because like if you look, if you compare it to reels, to shorts, to all that stuff, there's a reason why. TikTok, That's true. There's, there's a reason why TikTok is like the number one because it's just the way the algorithm you can just quickly like engage into another video and go to a loophole, and yeah, w- with that much traction, another thing that's hard to like you know sur- sur- surveillance are pedophiles. This has always been a common issue in TikTok, are like older dudes following young girls, following high school girls, following these. Young boys or what, whatever have you. Does Kids. the same thing apply not to every social media? Uh, but like, there's been instances where like, like you know, for for example, Moist Critical or like uh, Markiplier, they like will highlight like known people that are in the the TikTok sphere. Are uh, they're like just getting away with it, even though with evidence, you know, coming out, it, it's been a, a recurring thing. So I think I think that this would benefit that i'd say keeping your because kids are going to jump on your phone and do it because it's the popular thing 
Yeah, but I don't think most people are, like, worried about, like, addiction. Like, dude, like, addiction started, like, back when, like, Facebook and YouTube, like, mm. people are addicted to social media. It doesn't matter which one it is. I think it is just a safety thing. Because, like, when, like, Louis said, like, when they found out what TikTok was actually tracking, like, it was going through, like, health apps and stuff. Like, why is it going through your health app? Like, you don't need to know what diseases you have or we don't have or, like, that's what they're more worried about. I don't think they're worried about the addiction or else they would have stopped all social media a while ago. True. I also don't think they give a fuck about the pedophiles, to be quite <laughs> honest with you. Like, I think that's probably irrelevant. I think you know, most... Like, you're well, like, even if they are there, like, it's probably not the government that's watching after Well, that. most yeah. congressmen are probably the ones liking the, you know, the videos. Yeah, like I said, like, I don't think it's, like, that part. I think it's mostly, like, mm-hmm. they're tracking way too much for no reason. And that's I don't think they like, get two fucks. No. Dude, that's what... Interesting I'll, thought, though. You know what? Interesting thought. That well, actually... Well, good riddance. I think we benefit without TikTok. That's just me. Well, did yeah. you guys just see the like? Can we just quickly take a pause and and like promote all, our TikTok? All acknowledge that it's it's kind of fucked up that we don't have a choice that these apps can track us like this. Like if you have an yeah, Apple you phone, you just do. Don't download it. Yeah, d- yeah. Or if you have an Apple phone, you and, do. And that's only like I bo- like it only asks them to not track you. Yeah, it doesn't they, even like stop. They them. can't track you if you tell them not to because Apple will actually and they also. Apple was also uh, fighting a lawsuit where even the government can't track you. And if they win it, you know, if you have an Apple phone, they, not even the government can track you. Damn. Yeah. But and Apple, Apple a, can track you, though. No, they can't. Apple? It, what? They, it's like, but the bad thing is uh, if you lose your password, you won't be able to get in ever. Oh. Like, not even Apple can get it back for you. Damn. But, like, yeah, because they're, like, fighting a bunch of lawsuits. That's the one good thing Apple has done. Like, you know, they, they take encryption seriously. Yeah. A freedom to write protection. So if you need to order drugs from the black market, use an Apple product. I message. Oh, yeah. <laughs> WeChat. Yeah, yeah. I recently converted to Apple um, due to Google being a shitty uh, um, n- hardware provider, I should say. Mm-hmm. And, uh, dude, I haven't looked back since. Once you're in that Apple ecosystem, you can see why it does such a good job of, like, keeping you there. You know what I mean? Like... The blue messages, the FaceTime, the group messages. I love the, that you start with blue messages. I mean, that Dude, is kind of a that's thing. That's how you know your yeah. messages are safe. Like, once they're blue, you know nobody else can see them. You Once you delete them, Dude, they're gone. <laughs> it's crazy how, like, I, I was an I The first smartphone I got with, like, that I could buy was um, an iPhone. It was, like, the iPhone 5C, like, in 2014, 2015. And so I kind of had like two iPhones back to back and then I just went like pixel after that. But just like, I was like, oh, Google's fine. Google's a good phone. You know, like I had like mm-hmm. Google Stadia, Google Pixel, Google earbuds, you know, like I was like kind of in the Google sphere. I was like, well, all my, my Gmail is Google, like everything, right? Like I use Google products. And Dude, then, you're so like, lame. Who does it? Who's a Google stand? You weird. I was. You weird. It's convenient. I think you, I'm all, you're like the it's, only person I've ever heard that's like went full Google. Well, that's. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. do, do you have a Google? It was just convenient. Like I understand having one or two products, but like you became like the Apple version of a Google stand for a few years. Yeah, that's pretty- it. Just because what happens is like the products pair well together. Yep. Like oh, I can just screen mirror my phone to my TV. Oh, the earbuds! I can like reply to text messages, like everything, right? Could, like it you, just makes sense. You could sense. turn the lights on by saying "Okay, Google." Like, yeah, there's it, light bulbs, like, microwaves, stoves. Yeah, man. Exactly. Literally. I'm, you know, unlike my. You say that like re- literally, like it's so impressive. 
It is pretty impressive. It's not that impressive. Samsung doesn't have the same capability. It's not about it's whether right. Samsung has He hasn't has converted it. yet. He's still a kid. <laughs> he still has to like use his hands to touch his phone. He's like, got to do Bluetooth. Uh, he's got to pair his, it, paired with yeah, whatever yeah, device. He has to flick right. the light switch yeah. on like, us <laughs> yeah. the modern That's people. So lame. Yeah. Yeah. Walk That's in, so like, That's turn so on my lame. light. That's so lame. God, dude. I bet your phone doesn't even have Face ID. All right? Don't talk to me until your phone has Face ID. Once you get to that level, then you can be at the big kids' table. Who but opts into yeah, this and then acts like Julian Assange is a good person? <laughs> or Edward Snowden? Like, you guys are like Edward, Edward Snowden, Snowden and Julian Assange wrong. fanboys. And then being Edward like, signing up for all of the technologies that they like warned you about for decades. You got to oh, go yeah. with the times, man. Edward Snowden was a criminal. Yeah, I'm sure. You and want I'm the blue sure, message or not? Bro, and I'm yeah. sure you think having a... An Amazon camera on your front door is a good idea. I'm sure you think having the, yeah. the Google Echo is a good idea. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, speaking Have, of... Having the largest corporations in the world track your every single move is a good idea. They literally Dude, just I released... It. it makes it convenient. They, they, that, that way they can decide what I want to buy instead of me yeah, deciding. Yeah. Sometimes it's so cool. That's so cool. Sometimes I open uh, Amazon that already knows what I want to buy, and I'm like, I don't know, I wanted this, but here I that go. That shit's in my cart already. I don't like... <laughs> oh, fuck, I did need more Tide Pods. Beautiful. Mm. Let's get those on fucking two-day delivery. Let's go. Uh, the, yeah. Sp- speaking of the Amazon Ring doorbell, the ring same doorbell Amazon stuff, that works with the CIA and the FBI. They just released a, a yeah, Jack a, Reach was my favorite show. They just re- released a little drone that, if you're on the vacation, if you are on vacation, it will patrol your house. It will keep your house safe by just continue. It's like a Roomba that's just on, just patrolling your house, making sure there's no one like robbing you. I mean, what, what do you think it's recording when like you're there? It's gonna be recording you. It's gonna get the layout of your room. We're, we're going further. The, the, the privacy is no longer a thing. So get rid of that. Our phones can hear what we want. Our cards can get what we want. Again, anticipate the future because of the AI. The AI is here and it's growing. Shut the fuck up. Fuck. It's smarter. Shut the fuck it's up. It's evolving. Shut the fuck up. I'm we move on? Move, move on to the future. That's what we are doing. We're going to be AI brothers. I fucking hope so. I hope that our AI version of us make a shitty podcast that no one listens to, <laughs> and then just like the algorithm keeps repeating itself. Mm-hmm. A million times uh, over. So, what do you guys feel yeah. about the? Uh, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to get my prompt for AI. <laughs> I what? I don't know. If if there was an AI version of me, he probably would have said that. Yeah, maybe he wouldn't suck at texting so much. He he probably get laid more than I do. The AI Phil? There's a chance. Probably a ladies man. <laughs> probably. Oh. Spe- I think any other version of Phil. No, no. Speaking of our shitty podcast, except for Sad Boy uh, Phil, which is the we, one we uh, got. We recently hit a metric on YouTube that I really enjoyed. We hit over 50 subscribers, which is uh you know super sweet. Thank you to everybody who's been uh, watching our content on there. Uh, the video that we posted of us at the global market. I had a ton of fun recording it. I had a ton of fun making it. I had a ton of fun at the global market itself. So I want to keep making a YouTube content. Probably the fuck was that? Oh, that was a, a that was the wine. I was pouring some wine. No, not you. <laughs> I had something fly in front of me. Oh no! Um, so I was thinking for some uh, some milestones that we could do for everybody who keeps subscribing. Um, how about when we hit a hundred subscribers? We do a live hot tub stream. 
I think that would uh, pay off really well. I think our Ooh. viewers would enjoy it. I think we would enjoy it. And I think it'd be fun for everyone. And uh, I think when we hit a thousand, mm. eventually by the end of the year, when we had a thousand YouTube subscribers, one of us four gets a live, laugh, love tattooed on them. And we'll pick the name out of a hat just randomly. Like a live, laugh, bro tattoo or something? No, no, no. Live, laugh, love. Oh, it's got to be live, the three L's of doom? Yeah. Jeez. When we hit a thousand subscribers on YouTube, we'll that sounds like a punishment. <laughs> those sound like some lame ass no, ideas. Dude, I'm gonna be work. honest. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> well, the hot tub. The hot tub yeah, is, yeah, those yeah. sound like some lame ass ideas. The yeah. hot tub one sounds or like we're gonna electrocute ourselves. That sounds amazing. That like, sounds amazing. Not even like oh we'll go out fishing and cook the fish ourselves. You know something. Fuck cool. no, that's gay. <laughs> and live, laugh, love. Yeah, live, live laugh, laugh, love. Yeah, like Phil said, that sounds like a punishment. Like I don't even want to get to a thousand. that makes you want to work against that goal. I don't want to get to a thousand. There's a twenty five percent chance of getting yeah, me. There's that incentive of wanting to get that that tattoo, that yeah. terrible tattoo. Exactly. Not even it's like shave your head or something. But that's a thousand. Yeah, we should say shave our head. That, what if it never grows back? That's a thousand. That's a thousand subscriber right there. Shave our head yeah, and man, put a tattoo on your head. Nine hundred and fifty more than we have now. Nah, not yeah. may work against it. Someone asked her, like, "Are you part of this?" Nah, don't nah. don't subscribe. <laughs> don't even watch. Stay away nah, from it. Nah, bro. <laughs> Yo, how about how about the thousand the thousand uh, subscriber? One, uh, there's there's a bro tasteless tattoo. I think for the thousand one, we do the cuck holding podcast. <laughs> What the fuck? We all go out find better, younger versions of ourselves, and we we have them do an episode, a special presentation of bro tastes. We'll still be in the camera shot behind our our model, like yes, just looking in pleasure. As what like about the, like a not so permanent punishment for getting to a thousand? <laughs> <laughs> like what are we like? Any not, suggestions? What are the podcast dies and I'm sitting around with a live laugh love tattoos? Like oh yeah, I got a thousand subscribers once. If, no, hear me out. Hear me out. If we get to a thousand subscribers, the four of us will each make a a, a plaster mold of our penis, God. and we'll hang it on the wall, God and we'll damn, sell it dude. for profit, <laughs> like in the movie I'm Neighbors. The idea. Yeah, there we go. We'll do it for charity. Yeah, I'm sure we're gonna. Get, I'm sure we're gonna get a lot. Of, dude, Philip's plaster is gonna come with like this whole bush of hairs that just comes with it. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a big bush attached to mine. Um, yeah, okay. A thousand subscribers, random, or how about this? E each of us get hmm. a bro tasteless tattoo at a thousand subscribers. How would that? I mean, would I get the B, R, and then Juan would get the O? No. And then, like, you lame no, ass. bro. If we combine our hands and says bro tasteless. You, want. You, you, you should put it on the, the small of your bag. Well, I'll even you accept be like a, BTT. A BTT tramp stamp for BTT. you. BTT. At a thousand subscribers, we have to get a bro tasteless tattoo. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I'm scared. I, out of oh, the four what? of us, I have no tattoos. Yeah, I wasn't going to live my, my whole life with no tattoos, so <laughs> I don't know how this is going to work out. Yeah, this guy wanted do to get want, buried. Do you want the clout or not? Do you do you want to be do you want to be famous? Do you, you want, want this it? or not, Leo? How much does it mean to you? I will dye my hair at a thousand subscribers. No, no, no. Any no. color. That's way more. And Listen, eyebrows. As someone, who, as someone who did it five times, that is way more people than getting a tattoo. Dyeing your hair is like the one of the worst things you could do to yourself. 
That is true. I will dye my hair. Bleaching it just because I know, like, a, a, in a year or two, it'll be back to normal. Back to normal. In, in Yo, a piercing. <laughs> no, that piercing. should be that should I'll be a, a piercing, a piercing. for a thousand. I'll do yeah. a piercing. We do, no we do a communal piercing, bro. But it's got to be nipple. Oh, ah, no, you okay. lost me there. Yeah, it's got oh, to like, be okay. nipple. He was like, <laughs> I didn't want to do it, but you nipple. said nipple, now I want to do it. Bro, it's got to be nipple. I feel, like I feel like nipple sound like, you can hide. They sound like punishments. Oh. We're trying to like <laughs> celebrate. <laughs> I've been working against those. True. Yo, true. Why are we why are we why are we going along with Luis's terrible ideas? Uh, about I'm like I've been working against those. I mean yeah. in the comments how like this really of, sucks. How about we think of good so things fun. to do? I, I thought the cuck holding podcast was a dream. You're a moron. How about this? <laughs> so uh, we hit a thousand subscribers. A thousand, we hit subscribers. <laughs> we have a really good dinner. <laughs> we go cage oh, no. diving with sharks in Florida. Yes. We, <laughs> we go scuba diving. We go to Coachella. That's if we go to if we get a thousand subscribers before Coachella. Burning Man. We go to Coachella's to, gay. Burning Man. What the fuck did you have just say? No, but it's it's a music festival. Like, it's yeah, they're all fun. Oh my god, the video of it isn't gonna be fun. We like, go camping and eat only what we catch. I like that. Yeah. We start fishing okay. down by the that. creek. Prepare the fish. Okay. Okay. Let's do that one. Well, that's a thousand. That's nine hundred away. We're talking about. Forty nine away right Let's now. Let's do one hundred for hundred subscribers. For a hundred, I think the hot tub, hot tub time machine, whatever that was. Yeah. Hot tub live I stream. I think for the one million, the we'll thing do a that tattoo. gets me with the hot tub time stream is like, we drop cameras here every, all the time. That shit's gonna be like a fucking blow dryer falling in the pool. We'll recreate the BME plane Olympics, but with like Mexicans and electrocuting themselves. Yeah, like it's like brilliant. This this, sound, views, this legit sounds like we have like a sixty percent chance of death. <laughs> you just don't want to get back to your exercise routine. Where are we gonna That's get a hot tub though? That's what that is. You're out there enjoying Phil, your you're almost 500 pounds. Almost. You don't, get, you don't get to shame me for being fat. And now you're catching up. You're <laughs> catching up, brother. You're wait, wait. Bro, I got a long way to go. Bro, One Chicago, Chicago's like, been too nice to you. Dude, where are we getting a hot tub from? Does anybody have a hot tub? Hot tub or we are we a kiddie go? pool. We'll just fill up a kiddie pool. Fill up a kiddie <laughs> pool. <laughs> in the Twitch stream. We're not going to fit. Yo, yeah, how about are. an ice bath? Oh, dude. At 100 subscribers, we should do like an ice an bath. An ice bath. Or should we I'm jump? Should but we... then that negates your point of like, we might drop something in it. it, it <laughs> I guess I'm going along with your shit. I mean, we will. A kiddie pool will be safer. No, not if we're careful. Not if we like fucking tape like the camera equipment down and like we're like, all right, this for sure is not going to fall in. I think our cameras are water resistant. That is true. That is true. I think, I think we'll doing. also be like competent enough to be like, oh, it's falling. Like, I'm not gonna be like this. Yeah, because we can react that fast and catch like multiple falling cameras. Yeah, that makes sense. Hey, bro, you keep talking like that, you're about to catch these hands, motherfucker. God, you're oh. such a fucking wet towel. We'll Jesus just turn Christ. off the bubbles. We're gonna have to turn off the bubbles. But I'm we'll just find. glad to see you're alive and you took the stick out of your ass, Luis. All right, a hundred, a hundred subscribers. We go skinny dipping. Have you guys ever done the polar plunge? We've already done that together. <laughs> but now we do it on camera. <laughs> The polar plunge? Yeah, we should do the polar plunge at 100 subscribers. Mm. Where they all run uh, into Lake Geneva. That means Geneva. we're going to have to wait for the next winter, though. No, or, I'm pretty sure it's like in February. Too. Hopefully hit it by February. We're, we're going to hit yeah. it by yeah, like February. February. You hear that, mother? Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. The month of February. So what? Uh, if, yes. Okay. That's a good I one. I like this idea. Yeah. Okay. 
100 subscribers by the end of February, we will jump into Lake Geneva, which is like super never, cold, super fucking cold. Yeah. So, guys, help us reach the milestone. If we hit 100 subscribers on YouTube, we will jump into the cold water of Lake Geneva by the end of February. And so one of us is guaranteed to drown because I don't think I can swim that far. So <laughs> one <laughs> of us is guaranteed to drown. We're not throwing you into the middle. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna walk. Gonna, you just have to get into it and then get back. Oh, I thought like we were walking on frozen <laughs> ice and we're gonna like make a hole. And, like, <laughs> and all right, guys, drop Bruh, you this in. Was, yeah, this was taking you back to the trailer park days. <laughs> I was like, damn, <laughs> what, dude? Oh, Bro, I was ready. I like that though. Hundred subscribers, yeah. we we take a a little skinny dip into the cold lake. That's oh, good. Yeah. that's a good one. Close or non close, like it. it doesn't matter. That's a good one. Five hundred subscribers, we wax our body. That okay. also doesn't seem like a punishment. <laughs> that's an incentive. I've been wanting to do that. That will make us work harder to get to five hundred subscribers. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna be putting up reels. Out. Yeah, fine. Well, maybe we'll, we'll see if on. We'll we'll get to 500 subscribers for the just in time for the summer. Finish it out, pussy. A couple of months for the summer. I would say hairless, bro. You're like the hairiest guy in the group. Uh, you get, you've never seen Phil, huh? Oh, this guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting next to Wolverine, bro. What no are you talking about? I don't know. What's I wish I, I wish that I stood true. a chance. Hey. Dude, look. What are you talking about, Luis? The ladies do love Fair the hair. Enough. I haven't seen Phil shirtless. I will say that. Oh, stop. Mm-hmm. He bends over and like half his shirt comes up to his chest. Oh yeah. So, hey, to to my previous ex lovers, you can't help but to catch his hernia. To my previous ex lovers, <laughs> they love my hairy nipples. You ever had you ever had your wife suck on your nipples? <laughs> no, That's a fuck. good question. Actually, I want you to finish that, dude. All the time. That's one of my favorite things, dude. For real though, I love it, especially when they jerk you off and they. Blow. Dude, I I'm a ja- this is a family. I family love podcast. Japanese food. I, I love Japanese sex trends as well. You know what's funny? When that happened, uh, this legitimately happened to me. And I told my friends, like, dude, I got milked. <laughs> and they're like, what do you mean you got milked? And I was like, dude, for real, though. It was like, we were, we were getting heavy petting. And then, like, it was like she started like, kissing me and, like, started sucking my nipple. And I was like, you know? <laughs> And then, like, oh, milk. You know what milking is, right? I was like, no, bro. <laughs> I guess milking is, like, you get a, a table out. It's like a massage thing, and they they milk you like a cow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, I yeah. They you lay. They did it on the show, Dave. You lay stomach, and then there's a hole where your uh, you put your dick. balls go through. Yeah. See, I thought in my head I was being milked. I was like, this is this is not. This feels natural. <laughs> this feels this feels amazing. So, so gross. cheers to my to my old flame. <laughs> Dude, what you need to that, try that out? That really put me in a bad mood. <laughs> put me in a really bad mood. That's so gross. Oh man, I'm telling you that that's that's your get out of jail free card. Things get a little you know dry in the bedroom. Uh, you, take, you, you take your shirt off and be like, get, bro. I think that's get, a you thing. Dog. Get this sucking, bro. Get, I think that's a you the thing. Things get dry in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> like there's so many other go to. <laughs> you tell her to like, get hey, this sucking, <laughs> dude. Lift I'm, your shirt off and be like, right here, right. I keep. Put your mouth over here. Dude, I'm telling you, bro. Do it, do it if you bad. You're pulling down your pants like, nah, up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. You're like, suck me off. She's like, okay. You're like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> You're about two feet My too eyes low, are right? up here. <laughs> oh. Hell yeah. Oh, my God. That is but, so um, dude, yeah. you, you never fail to surprise us, Phil. 
Yeah, no, I. Yeah, this is a, yeah, yeah that was a, a true story. Seventy so. episodes later, you're still managed to gross us out. Hey, wait until <laughs> we get to uh, two hundred. Tell you that. We're gonna get there. Fair. How many weeks Fair. is two hundred weeks? Oh, well, each year's like two months. Weeks. <laughs> How many weeks is two hundred weeks? That's a callback. What Luis just did right there. That's about. Uh, well, that'd be like three point seven five years. Yeah. To get to two hundred episodes. No. God, no, it'd be a little less. It'd be a little under. Uh, there's like fifty years, some. Yeah, there's fifty some weeks in a year. Fifty-two like weeks in a year. Fifty-two. Mm-hmm. Fifty-two. Yeah. If we get to five thousand subscribers, one of us will get gender reassignment surgery. I think you just want to volunteer for that one. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, you can just. Once we get to a million subscribers, we'll take. Uh, a punishing trip to Hawaii where we sit by the beach. Yeah, Ooh, don't. Dude. I don't want to get there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, don't don't take me there. The <laughs> viewers are gonna send us out with like pina well, coladas in our hand or on the what beach. What about this? What What's if up? we we take a serious investigative journalism trip to the wild, crazy tropical land of the Philippines? Not 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 for That'd pleasure, <laughs> but for work. Definitely not. I have a pleasure. genuine and question. And I don't want to like Let's deal go with to any of the locals. No, just in the resort. Yeah, like. <laughs> nothing, nothing but the resort. High class. Nothing but buffets. Wait, wh- what, yeah. was, what was your question there, Luis? How many subscribers would it take you two to kiss? Oh, my God. <laughs> not a long <laughs> one. I'm not saying the long one. 30, I, you know, I think that would 15 be 15 to 30 seconds. 500 subscribers. 15 to 30? Acting like that's not long. What? That's not long, dude. Wait, I that's, mean, that's, that's a makeout. That. Fifteen to thirty that's seconds is a makeout. Make <laughs> Fifteen <laughs> seconds. Well, it's a makeout if you yeah. if you wanted to be a makeout. Takes two minutes to brush your teeth. Yeah. Okay, wait, what? It takes two <laughs> minutes to brush your teeth, bro? It takes this guy ten seconds. How, whoa! You're lying. No, you're lying. First off, I'm surprised it takes you two minutes How to brush long? your teeth. How dude, long do you brush your teeth for? Dude, this guy I, like, just honestly, points a hose at his mouth and no. calls that brushing. Well, I have a, I have a, I have a water pick. Yes, if See, that's what you're referring I told to. You. Those are not healthy for you. Water picks aren't healthy. by dentists. Oops, but I also have a brush. It's a state of the art AI technology. You press the button and it vibrates in your mouth. Thus so making the, that's not what you use it for. You fucking liar. You sure it's not a vibrator? <laughs> that thus making your teeth. Clean He's process, like, yeah, it's really much faster. Thick and girthy. <laughs> <laughs> it's got Bluetooth, so I keep it. Twenty years on it, that point like this, right back at it. <laughs> it's textured. Yeah. It's portable. But I mean, if it takes you two minutes, I need to increase my fucking brushing time. Then, at a hundred, we do the cold plunge. At five hundred, Juan and Phil make out. How at, about you make out with Phil? At you know what? How about this? We'll, we'll, we'll work our way up. At a hundred, Juan makes out with me. At two hundred, <laughs> no, we're good. working our way down. I'm good, bro. I'm good. At three hundred, Leo like makes out with me. And at five hundred, we all kiss at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> bro, you guys are gonna you I'm fucking cloud chasing whores are gonna like end up at like a circle jerk kiss. at the end of this. Four way kiss. <laughs> all hey, four of us at the same time, just quick. Yeah, this wouldn't I be possible it. without any of you guys at home. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give the people what they want. This That's is this. Is, I, I don't I, think anybody like wants them. to see that. To be honest, you'd be surprised. Honestly, I think we just went up four subscribers. At six hundred subscribers, we can all kiss him. 
God, I fucking... Can we do that? Out of thousand subscribers, we'll Jesus pick 10 Christ. people from the crowd of kids. You guys are so late. God. Yes. Oh, my God. At 10,000, like, another 100 will pick. <laughs> we'll have a little kissy boost. <laughs> <laughs> At 85 yeah, subscribers will personally kiss every subscriber. Just <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll give one of them will have the golden ticket to do more than the kiss. <laughs> yeah, with Phil. <laughs> no, no, and then we'll no, end no. up getting Andrew Callahan in a few years because they'll tell him. Oh, us. Oh, <laughs> but no, I mean, I I do I do like you this. Know what? At whatever subscriber count we right have right now, let's just personally kiss them all. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, everyone. I think one of them is my family. Dude, you guys just want to make think, out. I think a couple of them are our family members. So we would have to kiss our. This is this is yeah. why this is why I always say that red wine is too sexy, bro. <laughs> it is too sexy to drink with a bunch of guys, bro. You guys, look at you. You guys like. Look at the sexual <laughs> tension between you two. You guys like want to make out so bad. Hey, you're the one stuck in the middle between us. Yeah, I know. Like you guys you know, want to jump each other's bones, and I'm just sitting most, here. Hey, keep most talking like, that way. We're gonna sandwich you, bro. Most big YouTubers, you know, they forget about their subscribers. Not us. We're gonna personally kiss Not them. Not us. <laughs> put them at the forefront. We're gonna personally give you hepatitis. Not like mouth a whole make out. I was thinking of. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. A token of appreciation. Just a, and then you say, "Thank you." Just a small town <laughs> kissing booth. And then you pass yeah, along. We're not, doing, we're not weird. What the fuck? Yeah, what is this? Luis's dad, you? thank you for subscribing. <laughs> <laughs> he he turns the cheek, you turn his head back. <laughs> now lift him lift, motherfucker. <laughs> no, bro, come over here. Let me show you how much I appreciate the mom. It's like, bro, give me a little tongue, bro. <laughs> no mom is. Oh, on to the next person. Oh. So but no, we got we got big things to look forward to for for the for the viewers, the fans. Yeah, let's make it out. Any anybody that um Dude, that supported I'm us in the beginning. How about this? How about this? How about this, Juan? What's up? What's and up? Juan, as the most homophobic liberal that I know, <laughs> will post it on our Instagram story. Was we'll a hey milestone at five hundred. Phil and Juan make out. Yes or no? We'll do a poll again. Why are you volunteering other like people that. when you can just volunteer yourself? <laughs> You're married no, because it's like unfair. You know what I mean? Like I can't be like, hey, can I have the honor of kissing Juan? Like that's not right. No, <laughs> motherfucker. Why don't you kiss <laughs> Phil? I mean. No, dude, because bro, I'm, you're... Bro, I'm married, bro. You're like, this. Bro, you're, I'm married, bro. Exactly. You're married, so this wouldn't mean anything. No, that's the opposite. Yeah, the opposite. This has been your I'm idea. hurting two people. Yeah. I'm hurting two <laughs> people, bro. I'm hurting two people. At least you guys are still, like, somewhat single. You let somewhat us single. this far, dude. Well, he's like been in a committed right. relationship for, what? You're the you're the voice of Brotasis. Bro, face you're the of voice of a generation, though. Brotasis I mean, like, ain't a generation. Hey, you're the face. I'm the lips of Brotasis. Amen, brother. Amen. The voice and the, the lips should get together, bro. All right. No, 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 no. Leo, Leo, back me up on this. I feel like, you know, Juan's the leader. No, Luis might be right. You guys have been friends long enough where it's probably happened once or twice, but now I just record it. Now we do it for the fans. By the way, by the way, I just want to point this out. What's up? We all went to the King Spot. <laughs> we got naked in front of each other as a big group. As a big group. Yes. You two went alone. Like bros. Dude, we were scouting, bro. <laughs> They've done it's that called alone. a scouting trip. And they went out to dinner and everything, and they're like, nah, but we're not going to kiss. That's where I draw the line. 
you did everything but you know <laughs> you got farther than most people get on first dates <laughs> like, so, we saw good naked in front of each other what's up though yo what's hey, up Hey, hey. and even like that, I don't find them sexy, bro. No. I'm sorry. Exactly. This is that purely platonic better. for me. That's why exactly. 500 then subscribers. Why yeah, then it's like no big deal. I feel mm-hmm. like you're making a sandcastle out of a grain. You know what I, I mean? Like, I think he's just afraid of a good time. I feel like you're projecting onto me, Luis. I agree. I feel like no, dude, you're I having these thoughts and you're projecting them onto me as if I should dude, have them. Dude, I'm all the way in Madison. Like, it's, you know, it's 45 minutes away. Like, yeah, you're all not, the way in Madison. Yep. You're becoming a big city liberal. You're much more LGBT friendly. Like, you're projecting oh, these well, thoughts onto me. I mean, you don't got to kiss. You, gotta, you don't got to be LGBT friendly to kiss me. You're a bill of trying to convince me. you are. <laughs> <laughs> dude, Phil is trying so hard, yeah. like, or this, or that. He's like, I gotta, I gotta, dude, dude, so I gotta give you credit, though. Yeah, anyway, anyway. Like, let me dude, taste the lips. I'm saying. All right, how about this? If, if we get consent from your wife, I'm gonna call her right now. No. So this this week we decided to have a little fun um, with summer coming up and whatnot. Um, we we have to build a tiki menu. Um, for my place of employment, and I wanted to ask the boys what their favorite tiki cocktails that they may have run into would be, and I wanted to have them pitch it to me to see who has, like, the best taste out there, who has, like, um, I guess the research abilities to find something that might be worthwhile, and that's why we're here. I thought we were supposed to create our own original. No. We we just had a copy and paste from some... That's I, not original at all. Mine comes from the heart. Okay, and then I, that's okay. You know what, uh, Luis? Skill over heart, homie. You, Skill you know what, over Luis, heart, Luis. Uh, let me let me take this. Let me take okay. this. Let me show you what. what could I've, you wait? Could you please, Juan, elaborate for our listeners what a tiki drink is? Yeah, so great, great question, Luis. Thank you. Um, a tiki style drink is a drink that typically relays he- or relies heavily on rum. Um, typically relies heavily on things like bitters or or jeet or orgot syrup which is like an almond syrup mm-hmm. as well as pineapple juice and uh tropical ingredients like island spice mango lychee <laughs> um tropical things mean different things in the throughout the world so tropical ingredients in southeast asia can sometimes qualify as tiki like lychee and things like that it's it's a con- um, it's a concoction of different flavors you yeah got sweet you think, got bitter yeah, you, you got literally tart. think of like island type um cocktails like what would you want to drink like maybe like on a beach or what would you want to drink like or yeah on a beach or on a fire pit something like that exactly and i think i got the best one for a tiki one and i the inspiration came from my grandmother back when i uh visited her a couple years ago in acapulco so if you're a native to the acapulco land you'll understand where i'm coming from you get a beautiful jamaica the fruit, Jamaica. The fruit, Jamaica? You mean the flower? The flower, Jamaica. Yeah. Fruit, flowers, you put it in my mouth, it's all the same. Okay. I don't know, matter to me. Hibiscus. Hibiscus. You think Jamaica. Jamaica's uh, hibiscus? Yeah. Are you shitting me? <laughs> Are you shitting me? <laughs> Why do they just call it hibiscus? Because it's a different language, you fucking momo. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Why don't they just call it the bathroom? <laughs> well, I mean, I get el baño. It sounds the same. You take Jamaica, or as you like to say it, hibiscus. You take 
hibiscus and you put in a little bit of tangerine. Tangerine. Not to be confused with clementine. So do you take hibiscus mandarins. water, hibiscus syrup, hibiscus No, no, no you, take the, you take the plant. The flower? And, the flower. And you squeeze the juice on there? No, 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 no. It's like a, it's like a mojito. You know how you take the mint leaves and you just clap, clap, yeah. and you mold it? You take the jamaica, fresh from the ground, yeah. make it pure. And you muddle it. You muddle it. You muddle it all with Wh- that sweet tangerine. The citrusy from the tangerine, it's going to mix well with the plant. I already see it in my head. I'm in the beach, Acapulco, my grandma being railed by the pool boy i'm out there trying to get my rocks off with some <laughs> hamica with some little bit of tangerine and here comes the spirit malibu malibu oh. is perfect for anything you, you lost take, me. take a little bit of, the, of that sweet cocoa the sweet cocoa malibu you mix it in with a hamica and the citrus already the base the citrusy base from the tangerine and to climb it all off, you put a sweet, sweet, so for the color, not even for the taste, for the aesthetics only, a dragon fruit. And you call that Hymica in Paradise. What else is in there? There's no liquids in there. You got There's Malibu? nothing but solids in there. <laughs> that's a tiki. That's, that's, you're, you're what was the spirit? It. Malibu. That's it? Malibu, Hymica. Malibu's 20%. You, that's going to taste like syrup. You want to remember your good time. Hamaika in paradise. Not drunk okay. out in paradise. Okay. All right. If I had to give that a rating out of a one through ten, I would say a one. What the fuck? <laughs> I would say a one. <laughs> There's You didn't even say lime juice, lemon juice. You didn't. Well, what do you think the tart comes from? The Hamaika. The hibiscus. All right. Fair. It's sour. It's earthy. It's fair. But I don't know. Like, you just like. Hibiscus, tangerine, and Malibu. And dragon fruit. Dragon fruit juice? No, the fruit. That sounds like a salad. (laughs) (laughs) Consider the new bubble tea of Acapulco. All right, all right. One out of ten, Phil. One out of ten. Sorry, bud. Sorry, not very strong. Leo, you got one? Well, I don't know, like, too many, too many tiki drinks, but with the ones I do like are rum runners which i don't know what's in them every time i get them though they're always like in a bucket you always get a bunch <laughs> for super cheap and it always tastes like you're sunburned but super refreshing mm-hmm. and painkillers oh painkillers are so fucking good dude i love painkillers just because the smell of them with like the nutmeg and like the you ever had a painkiller Luis? no dude painkiller has um so almost like a pina colada but mm-hmm. within yeah nut- they're like close cousins yeah but more pineapple-y and mm-hmm. uh, then they has nutmeg on top and a lot of liquor and a lot. Yep, it's like pretty much like a a tiki Long Island. Yeah, it's a, it's more like a pina colada martini. You know, like all the places I've been where they like have painkillers that are restaurants. They always be like, "Oh, you only get two limit." I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> Give a quick shout out to. Uh, oh, you. I don't know if you guys ever been there, but it's in uh, it's called Wawatiki, close to it's in Wawatosa, close to Milwaukee. Yeah, I've been they, there. That place I, is I really got good. a painkiller and it came on fire, and I was like, hell yeah! That place is <laughs> so but good. They only give you two of them because like yeah, it's well, that it limit. Yes. Too. It's, yeah. Actually, I have had one. I've had one at Cheddar's in Kenosha. Yes, also um, Cheddar's. Yes. Dude, those things well, are so good. What reminded me was you said it's got a two cocktail limit. I'm like, the only time I've seen that is when I had 
the the two at Cheddar's, and I'm like, oh shit, like yeah, they're very sweet. They come in a fucking big ass glass, and they're fucking delicious. I gotta. Agree oh with wow! You. So you just keep sipping on them and sipping on them, and then before you know it, oh, it's out. You want another one? Then before you know, it, you're like, all oh, right, Leo, <laughs> for your for your rating, Painkiller and Run Rum Runner, Solid Eight. Solid, Solid eight. eight. He just copy and pasted. Dude, that's, that was that the whole that's assignment. <laughs> what the? I didn't want you to reinvent your own fucking Pinterest <laughs> bullshit. You came over here with like muddle every plant you see and then add Malibu. <laughs> add Malibu, exactly. <laughs> Yo, Malibu, that don't mask it. Oh, Malibu. <laughs> you gave me like chewing it. Munch, munch. Kemalo, Kemalo. Anyways, how about you, Luis? Um, so you had asked us to have a hot drink and a tiki drink. Um, for this challenge, so the, I'll start with my uh, tiki drink first. It's a little play on the dark and stormy. Um, so the dark and stormy uses you know dark rum, lime juice, ginger beer, and then it's topped off with a, a lime wheel. So it's very similar to like a Moscow Mule. Um, I think it's a great drink no matter what. However, I think if you add um, a very popular liquor in today's climate, which is mezcal, just add a splash on top so that you get an initial smoky taste and then you immediately go into the sweetness of rum this you know the acidity of lime you know i was really thinking about like how to um combine acidity with sweetness because i find personally with rum drinks they they do tend to be sweet um so i'm just trying to think of something to like offset balance it out initially and so it's starting with a nose of like smokiness and starting with like that flavor profile of like Ooh, it's a little bit bitter because of the uh, mezcal, but then immediately being softened by the sweetness of the, the ginger beer and the sweetness of rum. I think that'll be a, a much more interesting cocktail. Dude, I think and it's also not just like a plain dark and stormy. It's like, oh, this one's like a little different. Yeah. Anytime you introduce mezcal into a riff on anything, mezcal becomes a prominent character. Like it never shows yeah. up and you're like, what the fuck is this? Right away, mm-hmm. you know, mezcal is in the building. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that mother, yeah. It's just a very prominent, very uh, noticeable ingredient. Oh, eyes! And on honestly, bro, that sounds like an incredibly smart riff. Like, like all like things considered, like you know, being like a classic, that mm-hmm. does sound mm-hmm. like introducing that smoky sweet element does sound like a really smart like play on flavors. I do yeah. like that a lot. Do you have a winter drink that you want to release? I do. Yes, it's it's also a little bit of a play, but this one's on a much more uh, typical winter cocktail. The hot buttered rum, it does okay. require you to blend a lot of shit together. Unfortunately, yep. like you do have to go out of your way to. We don't mind so work. You, we don't mind work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it, it, you're, you know. We we we've that. made shit like that. What what was so your it, play on it, or what was uh, describe it to the listeners who don't know? I'll kind of explain everything and then say how we'll we'll make it a play. But it does mm-hmm. use dark brown sugar, unsalted butter, honey, ground cinnamon, nutmeg, uh, ground cloves. And a pinch of salt, and then you add your spiced rum, two cups of boiling water, and then you garnish with cinnamon. Um, I think all that pairs really well together, but I think uh, along with the, the cinnamon, I think uh, stars of anise. And I think instead of adding just plain honey, which can, can tend to be like very, uh, I love honey in, in warm cocktails, but I think if you, instead of just adding honey, I think if you add like green tea or something like that, you know, kind of like a infusion of honey and, and tea already, it'll make the cocktail pop a little bit more. So you're not just having like a warm rum drink that's like, oh, I'm ready for bed. It's like, oh, this is like 
still refreshing and uh, it's popping. Light enough, yeah, and light enough that I, I would not mind ordering another one and also like keep the night going. Like, Dude, this isn't my go to bed drink. Dude, another smart smart suggestion over here. Tea tea syrups are all the rage, dude. So like mm-hmm. chai honey syrup or like an Earl Grey honey syrup or anything like mm-hmm. that, dude. That would be a super smart hot toddy like type riff. So yeah, if I had to th- give this guy some like mm-hmm. a score, I would probably say n- like nine point five. Wow. Like si- like you can or nine or like because he didn't reinvent anything, but you just like make just copy make, and paste. You just make really smart like flavorful uh tweaks to classics and you can you know elevate that motherfucker from an eight to a nine to a ten so uh phil here, here, do you here, have a winter drink that you want to suggest original winter drink we know how good your original one earlier because i was uh i didn't understand the prompt i guess yeah but uh for the winter drink hear me out hear me out I, I'm glad you started off with the hot toddy because uh, mine has a tea element as well. Nice, warm, hot flavor to it. You can start off with an Earl Grey tea. A nice, neutral, balanced tea, right? I'm a big gin guy, right? So we're going to add a little bit of gin to it to mix in with the hot That's tea. That's smart, dude. Now, see, it's important what gin you pick because you want your gin a little bit more botanical for this to mix in w- well with the Earl Grey, right? So either you're going to go with a monkey pop Right, you either go with a monkey butt or B, add a little bit of color to it. You go with a little bit of Empress Gin. All right. So All you right. get the Empress Gin, and you got the tea right there, right? It it creates this nice neutral hot paste balance, like a pH level. Think of the pool; it's <laughs> neutral. You're losing me. Now. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, hold on. Think of the pool. <laughs> Let me rope you back in. Let me rope you back in. Let me rope you back. Pleasurable in. bleachy pool. Uh, bro, what pool? You just had the pool, not so, a pool. <laughs> So you already have the nice Earl Grey tea mixed in with a nice botanical gin. Now you top that off with a little bit of squirt, baby. A little bit of squirt, 7-Up. How or- is that winter, bro? <laughs> what? <laughs> See, it's the sweetness and sh- the, like, the concentrated Nothing citrus. Nothing reminds you more of a snowing night and being cozy by the fire than citrusy gin. <laughs> 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 I mean, just really just... Woo! Oh man, I'm, I'm ready. For All right, bed. bro. <laughs> All right, homie. What do you? Okay, okay. I'm so, gonna give that a. I'm. A, well, am I done? It, it was <laughs> like you're not done. Or <laughs> I right, finish, finish up. I'm done. Okay. Every drink needs a garnish. And this garnish, put three, three, not two, not one, or four, three, sugar cubes. Is that a garnish or like? Sugar cubes not considered a garnish? I guess. It's just not a very poppy garnish. And adds a lot of sugar. Yeah. <laughs> I've also never seen that in my entire life. Yeah. Pl- oh, sugar that's cubes like, plus squirt, homie. Is this, is this <laughs> cocktail not That's finished? like so did much grams to, of sugar. <laughs> did you mean to put this on top? Because it's kind of... And that's supposed to be a winter drink. Thing. What about you, Leo? Do you have a winter drink? Oh, well, like good. me personally, like I don't like a lot of hot drinks. Like at all, mm-hmm. so I guess like for me, a winter drink would just be one of those uh, winter beers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just that's more of a personal standpoint. Like, I don't really drink hot coffee and stuff like that. I always end up burning myself and it ruins my day. So I just stop. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of waiting. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll drink hot cocoa once in a while, but like, 
<laughs> it's just like I'll get something hot and I'll be like, oh, this is nice and warm on a cold day. You'll drink it, it'll burn your mouth, it'll ruin the rest of your day. You'll be like, ah, and I can't taste anything. No, 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 no. Dude, that's hilarious. All right. All right, well, then it's no competition, Luis. What, Luis takes it then? You're the king of the king of the challenge today, bro. Yeah, you're the king of yo, Pinterest. Yo, we, didn't, we forgot to pick the punishment. So you the get punishment you, you make out with me. You get to pick a punishment <laughs> for one of these two. Um, I, who did you think? I, They're I the like worst. I, I feel also, like I feel like. Yeah, but I, you I did sh- fine at the beginning, and then you you phoned it in at the end. But Doug, and then, yeah, yeah, and yeah, then you Doug, just did terrible all around. But like everyone copy and pasted me originality. That's not. True. I told he you from the beginning, modern classics. <laughs> he literally said in the when he asked us, he's like, look up recipes. Think about how to make them different. Think about how to like spin them. We're not, I, I didn't just say like a dark and stormy cocktail. I was like, how can I make this better? A play on the dark the, and stormy. Yeah. yeah. And that's totally fine. It's a modern classic. See, you had the blueprint. I went out there and I scavenged. I went out there and I, I got feel the like raw you ingredients. You got tea, gin, and all of a sudden score right, and right, something else. Luis, you get to pick a punishment for Phil. For should me, you, should you just take over like his oh, uh, Tinder profile for a week? I, yes, we are responding to the girl that hit him up right now. That is the punishment. Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna see this episode. Of what the hell? <laughs> All right, boys, wrap it up for us. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, you guys wrap it up because I gotta hit the bathroom. Thank you for joining us for another exciting. Hey, oh hey, oh yeah, oh yeah, hey, you see, saved that wait. for five hundred episodes. He's already trying to get handsy with me. He's all pumped for the 500 episode surprise. God, has he gained weight? Look at him. Look look at him. <laughs> Stumbling around. Though. Hey, man, that's married life, bro. It, it gets the best of us, I'll tell you what. That's a married life right there, bro. <laughs> can't get through. <laughs> oh, folks, thank you so much for joining us for another chaotic, exciting episode of Vida y Vino. Brought to you by the Bro Tastes Network. Tune in next week and every Tuesdays and Sundays we'll give a little extra video. Check out, uh, by the time this episode's already out, we'll have a, a full interview with Milwaukee's very own Scam Likely. And we're gonna I'm be glad t- we didn't mention anything in the beginning. We, that's probably what we should have opened up with. Hell yeah. But this is the best because this is the viewers that listen to us right now. We saved the best for last. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Check out our uh, our uh, YouTube. Check out our Instagram and TikTok, even though we want TikTok banned. Um, wherever you get your podcast, thank you so much. See you all next week.